Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Jenna Juxtaposed. I'm Jenna, and I just accidentally played one of my episodes out loud, and I just cringed literally so badly. I just feel like any, like, recording of your voice is bound to freak you out, but yeah, ugh, that was scary. Um, I hope you all are having a great week. I am back at my job, um, but like I mentioned last week, Wednesdays are my day off, so today's been super fun. Got to hang out with some of my best friends, went to Crumble, literally love Crumble cookies. It was, like, it was like Sour Patch Kid, like sugar one, which like isn't like my absolute favorite Crumble cookie, but it was really like good and also unique, so respect on Crumble's name for that one. But this week, I am sharing something that's really close to my heart and um, just... Something that's kind of hard for me to talk about, I guess, um, because just a lot of you guys also, I don't know if y'all can hear, there's like cars that will like race outside of my house for some reason. I don't know why, but um, a lot of you guys know me from Biola or just like from He Would Love First stuff. Um, and so you didn't like follow me like in high school slash like know me in high school, I guess. Um, but also you wouldn't have been able to tell on social media that in high school I was like not with it. Um, honestly, I was just really unhappy and with myself and I took that out on a lot of people and so I think a lot of people probably perceived me correctly as like rude and um just not very kind a lot of times and I wouldn't go out of my way for other people and I just I don't know I wasn't I wasn't at my fullest potential of course but everyone obviously has a hard time in high school and I was going through a lot and I just had my own like coping mechanisms for that and stuff like that and I um, was spending some time last night journaling before bed and God just revealed to me like how much I've changed since then and I'm like so grateful for that and that's kind of what this week's episode is on so it's got kind of somber I'm sorry but um yeah so my um title for this week is destroyed by distraction uh, how I used to cope with my pain in a new way forward I have a dream in my heart to make a book called this and like basically this blog post times like 10. Um, well, not times 10, it'd have to be times like a hundred plus <laughs> if it was the length of a book, but, um, just about how we deal with pain and how we distract ourselves away from our pain and how to confront our pain, but also not like sulk in our pain necessarily and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to read my little, I kind of just gave you guys a little bit of a introduction to what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to read the little intro that I wrote here. So yeah. Hey all. This next section is from my journal entry last night before bed. It's very vulnerable and high school me would be cringing so bad if I knew I would be sharing some of my deepest struggles on the internet, but here we are now. I can speak about them with an empowered voice thanks to the freedom the Holy Spirit has given me. He has covered my shame with joy and peace and grace instead. I'm no longer trapped by thoughts of comparison and shame and envy the way I used to be. Emotionally and spiritually, I used to be paralyzed and in his presence, I've come alive again. He has turned my hobbling into dancing. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Okay, so the first section is about how I used to cope with my pain. Right now, I'm coming out of a year that really refined me quite a bit. I'm wildly different than I was a year ago, and I'm wildly grateful for that. Coming out of that, I am now trying to intentionally just delight and enjoy my life. In seasons of difficulty, I get extremely overwhelmed when it comes to my thought life. I will have a mind so heavy with anxieties and worries that I will do anything to make me feel better. Something I would often turn to was my phone. The noise it emitted was just loud enough to drown out the noise inside my mind. Except once I put my phone down, I was stuck with my noisy mind again. This led me to not putting it down much. My screen time in high school and my first semester at Biola this year was so bad. <laughs> Don't even want to share. 
And it wasn't just like social media that I was going on. It was always needing to listen to music or a podcast. I desired distraction for my current mental state for many years because I did not believe God on his own would make me feel better. I wanted to think he was enough for me, but when it came to my behavior, that was another story. And when it wasn't on my phone, it was being with my friends all the time and being busy with work and school, anything to fill up my time to make me feel better. In high school, the concept of something like silence and solitude seemed like the ultimate punishment. Not being able to do pretty much anything and having nobody to talk to, no thanks. I think I avoided it at all costs because before falling asleep was a taste of it and that was often the worst part of my day. I used to recount every error I made and jokes I said that didn't land and awkward social interactions and pretty much any mistake I would make. I would flood my soul with feelings of deep shame. It was my routine. Somebody once told me that guilt means making a mistake and shame means believing you are the mistake. The latter perfectly encapsulates how my mind worked since the beginning of high school. I never even considered sitting in the quiet with God because I was too afraid to face my worst enemy, myself. I'd never wondered what may come out of after that shame would pass because I didn't have the faith that it would. And looking back, I wish somebody would have shaken me by the shoulders when I was 17 and asked her to try to spend an hour listening to God. If I had listened to God for even a quarter of the time I spent talking to him, I could have prevented a lot of heartbreak and hurt and damage towards myself. I longed to hear the voice of God, but I lacked the attention span to actually sit and hear him. I heard his encouraging voice often through scripture, and I was okay with that. But this resulted in me processing my experiences, feelings, and pain outside of his felt presence. He was there in those moments I felt most alone, but I didn't have the patience to listen to him over my own toxic thoughts. I didn't know the transformative power of letting my tears hit the ground while resting in his presence. A new way forward. Even just a year ago, I had a really shallow understanding of who I was. I thought the unhealthy habits I'd picked up on and coping mechanisms I had were a part of my identity. I let my identity be a synonym with things like overthinker, jealous, anxious, misunderstood, even though those were just synonyms to my hurt. If you know anything about Enneagram, I'm a four. During that time, I was simultaneously running away from my pain with distraction and making my pain what defined me most. Weird, I know. I don't know when the change happened exactly, but I no longer rehearse all my, mis my mistakes to myself before bed. Journaling last night reminded me of how reliant I used to be on being perceived as exactly how I wanted to be. And of course, I still struggle with these things, but I deserve a pat on the back because I've come so far. So how do we do it? Well, first, I started putting my phone away when I was sad, not the other way around. Second, I began diving into the word and praying without me just talking. He showed me it's a two-way conversation, and sometimes it looks like you're both just listening to each other. Our souls were wired for that intimacy with God, and without it, it can feel like we're running on empty. I was such a negative person because I was so extremely hard on myself. I did not give myself a break ever. Grace was not a concept for myself, only for other people. I had the hardest time being kind to people, especially the people I love most because I was not kind to myself. It's so funny to me because my family would tell you that I've always been a confident person ever since I was a little girl. And I suppose that's true at some level, but the main reason I had that appearance was because the idea of being perceived as insecure and weak terrified me. So I would walk into a room with this fake confidence and wear bold outfits and say crazy things to cover up the fact that on the inside I was shaking with fear. I didn't even realize this until I was journaling last night, which is so crazy to me. God is so good at showing us how far we've come. And my advice to you fellow fours, teenage girls, or anyone who's carrying heavy things is this. Instead of picking up your phone, insert your drug of choice here, mine's dopamine, put it down and just sit in the quiet, take deep breaths and become aware of God's presence around you. He's already with you, sitting beside you. Ask for awareness to feel and experience that too. You're not going to be in the struggle forever. You'll make it to the other side. The only way is through. Once you make it to the other side, the pain will dim and you will be able to smile and see how the Lord was working through that pain. Don't let your pain go to waste. 
Ask God to let it transform and renew you. I am just only now stepping towards healing in this area of my mental health and spirituality and all that good stuff. And I want to go to therapy in the near future, and I'm certain I'll have a fuller understanding then of why my coping mechanism growing up was what it was. But I'm certain of this. God has healed me. His warm and comforting presence was the safest place for me to land then, and it still is now. If any of this resonated with you, or if you want to be friends, or you just need someone to talk to about the struggle you're in right now, message me on Instagram at jenna.wirtz, W-I-R-T-Z. Would love to talk to you guys about this. Um, Sharing this, like I said at the beginning, is something that would make my skin crawl even a couple months ago, I think. Um, But God has just really shown me like how powerful our vulnerability can be and helping setting other people free from their pain. So I have just absolutely adored this time with you all and reading this and reflecting and writing this blog post was really freeing for me. And it just showed me how different I've been, um, but in the best way, like how much I've just healed and been different. And I think a lot of me is like when people from my high school read my blog or listen to this or look at my Instagram, I'm, I get afraid that they think I'm being fake because they're thinking of like the, of like an older, more immature version of me. But like, of course, like that, like my essence is like still the same, but I'm just a lot different now, but I'm really grateful for that. And I still, of course, have a long way to go, but I'm really glad you guys, um, are listening in this week (laughs) or, you know, I think if this helps even one person feel a little bit less alone in their struggle, I just, I'm so grateful for that because that's all I can hope for with this. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Um, If you want to talk to me about any of this, like I said, feel free to send me a message. Um, So much love for you all. And yeah, may the Lord bless you. Later.